Evening. So, uh, on these Tuesday evenings, uh, we're going to be talking about helping, well, there it is, a model, it's not helping the emotional issues, it's helping people with the emotional issues, that's really the, the, the plan, which is a huge ask. So we're going to try and give you a whistle-stop tour through a model uh, that hopefully will give you um, something to be able to help yourself, but also help other people. How's that? Very good. Okay. So um, the model that we are going to be talking about is what we call the five circles. So um, are you able to, Johannes, to? Uh, sorry. Explain? That's all right. Um, before we go into it, let me just talk about this because um, it doesn't matter what the issue is. Uh, when people are coming to see you or you're trying to help people, they're looking for change, isn't that so? They're looking for something to change. And in, there's a whole philosophy of change, which I think is, we could take a long time to, to talk about, but these are some of the main factors. The first thing is to recognize the need for change in the person. They've got to see the need. If they don't, nothing's going to happen. Does that make sense? Uh, and they need to take responsibility for it. You are not there to fix them. You cannot fix them. You never will be able to fix them. They need to work on their issues. If they're not prepared to do the work, you know, you could, you could change the word counseling for work. They need to do the work. If they take responsibility, it's their problem, they say, yeah, yeah I want to change, and they take responsibility for it, then there's hope. If they don't, can't wear the magic wand. It's not going to be an issue. They're not just going to go away. They need to take responsibility, and and that is related to this uh, desperate desire for change. They'll do the work if they're really desperate. Does that make sense? <laughs> and uh, for that, they need to be totally honest with themselves, with what's going on. Obviously, the Holy Spirit is involved. What a fantastic privilege that we have! It's not just us and them. It's the Holy Spirit as well working in them. But the interesting thing is, it's going to take hard work. That's why they need to take responsibility for it. That's why they need to own the problem. That's why they need to be discontented about where their situation is. Because it will take work. Does that make sense? Okay, we could take longer, but we're going to move on. So just to say that Scripture talks about soul and body, soul and spirit, and next slide. But it also talks about spirit, soul, body. And so again, we're not going to um, tarry here, carry on. So um, spirit and soul, I think, overlap to some degree, which is why I think the scriptures sometimes talk about body, soul, body, spirit, but also body, soul, and spirit. And so next slide. So the model that we use covers all of these things. It's a holistic approach. It looks at every area in which we function. So uh, everything that we, we have is in the body, and the physical, we're going to touch on it tonight, does impact every other area. Um, so we, we're going to deal with the physical tonight, and then the soul, if you like, is can go with the psychological part of us, is our emotions, which we're going to touch on tonight, the will, which determines our behavior, and our mind, our thinking. Huge influence in all that we do and feel and behave, etc. And then, of course, the whole spiritual aspect. So we talk about five, the five circles of functioning, the five areas of functioning, physical, emotional, will or behavior, our thinking, 
and spiritual. Those are the five areas. And if you're going to help someone, really, you want to be able to deal with each one of those areas. And each one of those areas affects all the other areas. So how does the physical affect the spiritual, for example? You tell me. You're not feeling well, then you react accordingly. Yeah, if you're not feeling well, then, and spiritually, how does that affect you? Negatively. Yeah, so it does, doesn't it? I mean, you're probably disinclined to spend time with the Lord. Uh, you kind of zone out, probably. I'm not saying you should, I think this is just what, what does happen. Is that right? Um, so every area affects the other. And of course, how you feel affects how you behave. Uh, and we'll look at it later, but what you feel is a product of what you think. It's a very clear connection. And of course, all the spiritual it impacts all of those. So every one of those areas affects every, one, every other area. We're just going to touch on each of those areas. But just to know that you get like a negative loop and you get a positive loop. And are any of you familiar with CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy? Cognitive, behavioral, so it's very similar to what we do today. And they talk about a negative loop and a positive loop. So uh, what you think will determine how you behave and it will determine how you feel. And if you're feeling in a certain way and you're thinking in a certain way, you're likely to behave in a certain way and it gets reinforced, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, that cycle can be turn the way the other, the other way. You get a positive view as well. That's what you want to aim for. Am I making sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so those are the five areas. And so what we, the model that we, we're looking at, uh, basically these are the five areas, physical, emotional, behavioral, rational, and spiritual. And what we suggest is you start from the outside and move your way in. And then we say you change from the inside out. So this is just trying to uh, give tools for the person that you're dealing with, or if you're talking about yourself, it's good to do this ourselves, to, if you, you, you want to look at what's happening in each one of those areas, you get a summary of what's going on in each one of those areas. Once you know what's going on, then you can change from spiritual life. So Sunday we talked about spiritual life. Most of you are there on Sunday, talking about um, the, our deep needs and how it's only the Lord who can meet those deep needs. And so if you get that change in the middle, then you can change in your thinking, change in your motivation and therefore your behavior, change in how you're feeling, which is very often what's brought people in, they're coming in because of some sort of negative emotion. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And of course, in the physical. We are going to touch on that later um, ourselves. Any, any questions so far? As clear as mud, eh? <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, we're going to move on quickly. We, um, we're going to talk about the physical, and Amy's going to, going to do that. Thanks, my darling. So, um, basically, because of the fall, um, <coughs> our bodies don't really work the way they're meant to, do they? Mm -hmm. Um, since Adam and Eve, um, our bodies are subject to decay, subject to disease, and dysfunction. And 
um, when we counsel people, we say don't don't minimize the impact of the body on all the other areas of functioning, because actually it has a huge impact on on um, our other areas, what we call areas of functioning. Um, and so it's easy to ask about this. If you're trying to help someone or you're trying to think about maybe your own problem areas that you need to work on, it's quite easy to say, okay, so let's have a look at the whole physical area. What is going on there? Um, next slide talks about the factors that affect the body. Um, rest and recreation, and particularly sleep, is a huge factor. So it's a very simple question. You're trying to help someone who's got a problem. You're saying, how much sleep are you giving? How much rest and recreation are you getting? Um, and that will impact a person psychologically and spiritually and behaviorally. So uh, that's I'll a comment as well. Then. Sure. So we, we, if you don't mind, we're going to interrupt each other. But not only uh, do those things impact the rest of the areas, uh, how much sleep you're getting is also a symptom of some of the deeper emotional problems. Does that make sense? Someone who's depressed, very often their sleep is disturbed. Someone who's anxious wakes up at 2 o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep. So what's happening in your sleep is not only affects your life, but it also is symptomatic of something as well. can be a little flag. Um, sleep disturbance is often a symptom of, of mental um, health issues. So yeah, good to take note of that. Um, and we need to say, okay, eating, how are you eating? What's your diet like? Mm -hmm. And again, it's such a simple thing, isn't it? But it's a very effective tool to say, you know, if you're putting junk into your body, it's not going to be functioning well. You need to have proper nutrition and eat properly. <laughs> Exercise, again, um, more and more research is showing that in mental health issues, physical activity and exercise, it really, really helps. So when you're helping a person who's feeling depressed, the last thing they want to do is get up and start moving around. That's probably one of the best things they can do, because it's those endorphins that get released, those feel-good hormones, and that can kick them you know, onto a better pathway. So one of the things we recommend um, is getting people moving, getting them into, even if it's just a quick 10 minute walk around the block, just to do, do something, just get out there into the fresh air and have a bit of physical exercise and that can be really helpful. Stress is another one. How stressed is this person? Because stress is a very physiological thing. There's a mental aspect to stress but stress affects the body hugely with all the adrenaline that's constantly going through the body and that is very debilitating. So again, on this physical area, you can look at how is this person or even look at it yourself, how am I managing the stress in my life and to what extent am I stressed? And again, there needs to be ways to calm that down and that you can do straight away. So you can actually work with another person who's got issues in this physical area quite significantly and deal with a number of factors that will already start to make them feel much, much better. And then, of course, the other thing is what we put into our bodies uh, in terms of drugs, alcohol, smoking, 
any of those toxic substances that a person might have become reliant on to get them through, and those um, are very counterproductive. And if you're helping someone who's got an alcohol problem, um, actually, we, we um, say you've got to go to AA, you've got to get into recovery, you've got to stop drinking. I can't help you while you're drinking, it's just not going to work. So if when there are addiction problems, there needs to be some kind of a decision to, to actually stop and to get into recovery and start working on those issues. Can I comment again? Yeah, I'm sure. So again, um, it is talked about, obviously, if you're going to be emotionally and behaviorally and even spiritually healthy, you need to look after your body. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But if you're not looking after your body, it's also symptomatic of what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. So if you're drinking too much, why? If you're eating too much, maybe you comfort eating, why? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So these things are not only good for your body and they're good for your, your all-round health, but they are also symptomatic. So when you're looking at what's going on in your body, you need to be saying, well, okay, I'm doing that. I'm overweight. Why am I overweight? What have I been doing that means I've put on weight? So they're not only healthy for you, but they are symptomatic of things that are deeper as well. So obviously in this, you, used, you need to use wisdom because um, like for, the, uh, for instance, an issue of overeating, we say you, you go travel with this person through these different areas and then in the spiritual circle, that's like the key to recovery. If they get that right, then they can start applying solutions coming out through each one of those circles of functioning. But you might find that this person now trying to overcome an eating disorder or um, comfort eating may not have the wherewithal yet to do it. So sometimes you can actually leave those issues till the later stages of counseling, when they're more recovered and feeling more whole and more on top of things. Then they can tackle the smoking or the overeating or whatever. So, you know, there are different ways of tackling this. And you don't want to put a lot of pressure on a person right in the initial stage to say, you've got to change this and you've got to change that. Okay, so it's all done really in a collaborative relationship. So when you're talking to someone who's got a problem and you say, hey, I learned this model, it's about five different areas. I mean, we can look at each area and see how you're doing in each area and what changes you can make in each area. Remember, it's up to them. Who's the expert in the problem? They're the expert in the problem. They're the one with the problem. They know more about that problem than you do. They live with that problem, okay? You are not the expert in their problem. So they will be able to say, look, I just don't think I could do it. I can't give up smoking now. I can't, you know, give up. Um, I, I just don't have the emotional strength to stop the overeating. It's what's keeping me going, it's what's giving me comfort. Okay, so just be sensitive to that and always um, ask them what do they feel able to do. Certainly on the exercise you can say, come on, let's get going, I can even help you. Why don't you get up and go for a walk? Something like that and get alongside them. Um, the next slide. Um, some emotional or spiritual problems may have a physio physiological basis. Okay, so that's an interesting little fact. This person is suffering from some sort of an emotional problem. They're feeling very anxious. They're suffering a lot of anxiety. Maybe they're depressed. 
maybe they've got a lot of guilt, fear of failure, feeling like a failure, whatever it might be. Um, but it might have a physiological basis. Um, not all emotional or spiritual problems have an emotional root. So we would say, if you're dealing with someone who's got a high degree of negative emotion, it's always wise to send them off to the GP, just to get it checked out. Um, what are the sort of things that you know of that could have some sort of an emotional fallout in a person? Do you know of any illnesses that cause Emotional or psychological problems? Bipolar. Sorry? Bipolar. Bipolar disorder, yes, that is well, that is a, a mental imbalance, but it's physiological in nature. Chronic pain would Chronic pain, yes, that can cause a huge um, impact on someone's state of mind, cause depression, granted. Yes, Concussion, concussions or brain damage? Yes, that's a physiological thing, and that can cause an emotional problem. Hormones. Hormones, yes, absolutely. Hormones can cause a huge emotional fallout. When you think about um, postnatal depression, you know, that is a hormonal thing that's happened in the brain. It's just. You know, to tip in our counsel to the lady, in fact, she was the wife of a doctor, so she had been checked out. Um, but, and we were dealing with depression, she was dealing with depression. And I don't know how long I'd seen her, maybe two, three months, before she saw a specialist. And the specialist identified a hormonal shortage, imbalance, something. And put her on massive doses of hormone, depression gone. And we could have done all the work in all those other circles. And I think it would have been useful. But the root was a physiological cause. And so you, you want to make sure that you're covering all those, those bases. Yeah, so things like hypothyroidism, mm -hmm. hypothyroidism, any of those sort of things can have an emotional fallout. So um, if they can, a visit to the GP, um, yeah, if they are severely emotionally disturbed, a visit to the GP is not a bad thing, just to check it out. Right, Ian's going to deal with the next... Okay, so um, we've talked about looking after your body, treating it well. Um, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and so it's helping them. Remember, you're not doing it, they are doing it. You're just helping them be physically fit. But also, um, as Sammy's just talked about now, um, here's one when you have emotional problems, but they have a physiological cause. And so you want to make sure that that's not going on, you know, someone who can check them out. But it happens the other way as well, where you have physical problems that may be caused by spiritual and psychological. So don't read the... <laughs> what examples are there? <laughs> What's that? Headaches. Headaches. What, 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 head, what might headaches be a clue to? Yeah, neck. Tension, stress. Sight. Sight, maybe. Too much alcohol. <laughs> Too much alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> this is long, I'm speaking for a long time. 
Last night. Quite a bit, so headaches, muscular pain, blood pressure, digestion problems. You know what it is. An anxious person very often has uh, digestion problems. It manifests physically, but it has an emotional root. Heart problems, nervous disorders, skin problems, uh, flu and colds, all of those things. I think they. So it's a physical symptom. It's a physical problem, but it has its root in emotional or even spiritual. So if a, a, a child is born, a baby, and this child has got severe skin problems or whatever, anything, um, this is now obviously fruit of what's been passed down from parents, is that right? It might be, it could be. In other words, it, it's a, none of these things are absolutely categorically just on their own. I mean, they could have a, a physiological issue that causes them to have skin rashes and stuff. But maybe it's also a environment in the home which is very, um, what's the word? Tense. Tense. And a lot of um, language in the, in the family which is, don't do this, don't do that, be careful of that, be careful of that. And we're going to talk about how thinking affects how we feel, particularly. And if that's the atmosphere in the home, then the child could be having a physical problem which has an emotional root. They might be anxious, 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 anxious which manifests in rashes and stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. So all of these things, is, we can ask you to do a thing now, it's, it's for you to, to, um, to be asking the question, what, um, am I treating myself right, or is this person treating themselves as they should? Um, but also, what, what are these, these things that are happening in my body, what are they clue to? What do they tell me about myself? We say, our body speaks to us. And in fact, more than that, God speaks to us through our body. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, anything you want to add, my buddy? Okay, if you'd like to do this little, it's just a, a, a little... Can I put you have got one. Um, and it's, it just take five minutes to, to do this little uh, questioning. No one has to see it, it's just for you. Um, and it might just be a clue to something deeper. It might be a clue to something that you should be doing about your physical health. Catalyst to make you think about something that maybe you should be doing in terms of looking after your body. But more than that, maybe it's gives you a clue to something that you should explore further, either in terms of uh, your physical health, but also maybe your emotional and spiritual health. Is there, is there some sort of physical symptom that is a result of an emotional or spiritual issue? Does that make sense? Yeah. You want to just talk to your neighbor and say, you don't have to do this, but if you feel open and able to do that, what's, what's come out of this little questionnaire for you? Would you just turn to your neighbor and tell them? <laughs> Any comments or questions that you have? Are there some answers to the survey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and, and, and they may, particularly if they are clues to something emotional. We're going to talk about emotions now. Cool. Um, yeah.
Yes. Regarding the physical, um, I've always been like sick or injured my whole life, and I've always wondered if there's any like deeper connection to like always getting injured, where it's always not like I don't know if that makes sense. Um, like, well, how can I deal when when you are hindered physically? Like to process that. Yeah. From a spiritual point of view. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to demonstrate. I am not the expert. So what's your name? Donna. Donna. I'm not the expert in Donna's problem. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to you. But I can talk with you, come alongside you, and walk with you to help you find the answers to the questions you just asked me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, the, the kind of things we would say is, you know, tell me when you get sick, what, is there a common trigger mm. that causes you to get sick? You know, you know, I don't, but maybe you should explore that. Mm. Is there something physiological that you need to, you know, that can be identified and dealt with? All of those are, does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. So these are just tools that you're going to help the person or you're going to help yourself. But um, don't be the expert if you're helping the person. Because yeah. you're not the expert. Mm-hmm. You're just walking with them and you're helping them discover what is going on. Okay? Good. Any other problems? Any other questions? <laughs> yes, I think it's a comment, Ian. I think this, as you even talking, just this little bit that we've heard this evening, I just kind of reminds me of the complexity of all of these things and the interplay and yeah it's just really complex yeah um yeah i guess it's a danger for us to oversimplify things just yeah. looking at how everything's interrelated and interconnected and, yeah uh, yeah absolutely um, and that's why you need the holy spirit <laughs> yeah and, you know change is a mystery you know I, I talked earlier about what brings change but actually, in the end, you know, what God's doing a work in us, and sometimes people come right and think, oh, I'm not quite sure how, how or why, but <coughs> thank you, Lord. <coughs> so, but I think all of these are factors, yeah. Do you think there's um, an aspect of some of these items, um, just trying to figure out how to word it, but that they, if you're doing well in these areas, you are living in a way where you have a strong base, or a circumstance which might rock you emotionally. And if you're not doing well in these areas, for instance, lack of sleep, and a loved one passes away, you know, you kind of sleep deprived, you're tired all the time, and then that kind of situation comes, um, I feel like there's a, a greater likelihood that that's going to have a bigger impact on your emotional states mm-hmm. and kind of the ramifications of it mm-hmm. compared to if you in a sense, are emotionally healthy, like you're sleeping well, you're yeah. exercising well, your diet's well, and... Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of all-round health. So, again, if I know that I, if I am emotionally on edge, then I, I've learned, you know, I, I know that I, I need to give attention to mm. myself, mm. concentrate on my sleep, give up recreation, it's a lovely word that, Mm-hmm. Rest and recreation, recreation. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sad? 
And uh, sometimes, as Christians, we feel guilty about taking time off. Mm. But we need to give ourselves time off so that we can be effective. Mm. Uh, and I know that if I don't, I become ineffective. Oh, good for that. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, so it certainly does impact all of those things. Yeah. Okay, folks. Um, can we move on? But don't neglect the physical because it, it just does impact every other area. And it's so obvious in a way that we, it's easy to just dismiss it. But I know folk who, who I have counseled who are either depressed or anxious. Uh, I think of guys who are super, super anxious. Um, I think of the one guy who took to going to the gym at the end of the day. He just said it made all the difference. All that pent up from his day's work. He would go and get rid of that energy at the gym. Made a huge difference. So, physical area does impact this. Okay, we're going to uh, talk about the next area. Uh, I've got my little diagram here, uh, which is here we are. Uh, we've looked at the physical, we're going to look at the emotional now. We're trying to not only discover, um, but we are going to. Are you going to do that, Tony?